You're listening to a podcast from 702. So we're talking food now, and the area of food that we're focusing on today is family recipes. This week, I've been thinking a lot about family recipes, and I want to hear from you about what your family recipes are and how you're keeping them in the family, passing them down in your family. You know, my dad passed away last year, and it will be a year without him this July. And one thing I wish I'd done was learn how to make his brawn. Well, brawn is also known as head cheese, but maybe you're familiar with brawn. He used to make the best brawn, like some curry in there as well, um, different types. But, you know, uh, that's the one I can distinctly remember. I can almost taste it, in fact. So my parents divorced when I was three and we lived with my mom. But we would go and see my dad on weekends and he would have to feed us, of course. <laughs> and I just remember him being a great cook, but only a great cook of specific things, of certain things like brawn. So he didn't feed us the way my mom would, like with uh, almost seven colors. Plate. All the accompaniments. All the accompaniments, you know, like he'd make a leg, uh, a roast lamb, for instance, of a leg of lamb. And that's what we'd eat, like this kind of <laughs> cutting slices. But it tasted so good. It tasted so good. Like with some, he loved this uh, carrot and chili salad, um, mm. and and of course the brawn. So one of the regrets that I have is that I just didn't learn his brawn recipe. I wish I had. And is it written down anyway? Because most <laughs> recipes are written down, right? Handed down. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You should see my mom's fridge. My mom's and she's uh, she's left-handed. So her recipes, some yeah. of them, she's got a fridge with lots of things stuck on them. Bible verses and things like that, and then they couple uh, that are recipes. Yeah, yeah, and the paper is tired. Yes, couple of them she even yeah, some of them she even laminated because she hand wrote them, so she even laminated them. So, but yeah, maybe we should go around and collect them. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any family recipes? Yeah, so my dad, um, he used to make uh, two things that I I enjoyed. Uh, One was Scotch eggs. And he had his oh. own specific recipe for Scotch eggs, which is, you know, you take a boil, hard-boiled egg and then you, you cover it with um, pork sausage meat. You know, you remove this, the, the meat from the casing and you pack it around and then you crumb it and you fry it. And it mm. is so delicious. And then he would make a tripe dish. But he would take the trap from the shop where he bought it and it was scrubbed clean, <laughs> clean, 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 clean. None of that, white, white, none white. Of that black stuff in it, right? And um, then he would cook that and he would make it in a delicious white creamy onion sauce. Wow. Yeah, it was Never so, had so trap good. like that or anywhere near anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it, was, it was really delicious. And uh, those recipes are there because we, you know, when I've gone back to the house now since the passing, um, there's, a, there's a little drawer in the kitchen. Oh. And in this drawer is all the all recipes and stuff that my mom and my dad had collected over the years. Right. And it's like scraps of paper and handwritten stuff and it's a mess <laughs> <laughs> and it needs to be organized and, and collated into a nice book. Mm. Um mm. but those are two of my, my memories of like, you know, some family recipes. Oh, well. best you get cracking. Best you get cracking. So I wanna take your calls on your family recipes because maintaining family recipes is more than and like simply a nostalgic habit. I mean, just listen to all the nostalgia that's filled in this conversation. But it's more than that. It's kind of like a way of helping us maintain a sense of connectedness, you know, to our ancestors, to the places that shaped their lives and that continue to shape our own lives as well. 
It's almost as if family recipes help us maintain this kind of rootedness in our own cultural ancestry. And I often think of how inventive and resourceful our grandparents or our forebears, I should say, had to be with finding new ways of crafting and creating delicious and unique dishes, you know, from the staples that they had and from the very limited options that they had. And what are those? You know, what what is it that uh, your family has been eating over generations that's been passed down? You can share that with us on 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs and then your WhatsApps and your voice notes on 072-702-1702. And maybe you have found a way of recording it. Um, where are they kept at the moment? Where are they kept? Maybe they're on your phone. Maybe there's a special book, a black book of your parents' recipes that you've come to rely on. I'd really love to hear um, how you're documenting and recording your family recipes. So 011-883-0702. And so this is in light uh, of uh, uh, an initiative that uh, McCain and Food24 have partnered on. So they've brought to South Africa, South Africa's very first online cookbook creator. It kind of allows you to make your own personalized, one-of-a-kind printed family cookbook. A whole printed family cookbook. And one of the people that signed up to do this is Babalola Davies, who is a chef. And um, he joins us now. Hello, Babalola. Hi there. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. So, you know, we're talking about scraps of paper, but you've decided to actually take up this offer and put together your own family's printed recipe book. Um, so what kind yeah. of recipes were you able to, to save and record? Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, growing up, my mom was a chef. Oh, I'm wow. <laughs> it's in yeah. the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm the first of two boys. So anytime she had to cook at home, I'll be in the kitchen helping her chop one thing or the other. Mm. You know, so this is what developed my passion for food. So um, one of the many recipes, of, uh, uh, my favorite recipe is the spaghetti jollof. You know, every time she was going to make this, I was always excited. <laughs> so the spaghetti jollof is a, it's a one-pot dish. The spaghetti is cooked in a flavorful uh, tomato broth mm-hmm. with mixed veggies. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I, 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 we know jollof with as in jollof rice. I've never heard of yeah. spaghetti jollof. Is it quite common, or is it something that's unique to maybe your family? It's in my family. It's not common. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. No, then it must be preserved. <laughs> it must be preserved, especially if yeah. uh, not many people are making it that way. Yes. Uh huh. And other recipes. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I'll also be uploading uh, my fried rice recipe, which is uh, also a one-pot dish. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, long grain rice cooked in a chicken broth or uh, beef stock and uh, with sauteed mixed veggies. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about the cookbook because there's so much you can do. Yes, no, absolutely. So fried rice. I mean, I've been on your Instagram page and you have some of the most beautiful looking dishes. Um, there's Thank this uh, a, a, a tripe dish. We were talking about tripe a little bit earlier on. But you also have a kind of maybe a different way of having it to the way we do here in South Africa because you have Nigerian heritage. Yes. Yeah, so how do you do it? What is the key to so with a, with your, a, with your tripe? tripe? Dish, it's, uh, it's actually called pepper soup. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so it's inside, you know, but we put a lot of chili in it. Mm-hmm. That's the major difference. It's the chili and also the pepper soup spice. 
which has a lot of ginger and other uh, spices put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard yeah. of pepper soup before. Is it con- is it normally made with with tripe? Yes, mostly. Mostly, oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. You can switch it up. You can switch it up and make turkey pepper soup, chicken pepper soup, or whatever. Yeah, it's traditionally made with tripe. Oh, I see. Absolutely excellent. So um, you've got the copy or you've inputted, you've you've put in all those recipes. Now, one thing yeah. that I was thinking about was remembering measures, you know, like how much of something, because when it's your yeah. recipe, you kind of cook on instinct. And now here you are needing to quantify everything so that it makes sense to the next person, even with descriptions, a guide, a step-by-step process so that uh, it absolutely makes sense in in the tradition of recipe books. How did you find that experience? Well, I learned a lot from my mom, like I said. Mm -hmm. most Most times she actually writes them down. So she has a big book that she always writes the measurements and stuff so you get it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you actually passed that down to me. All right. No, that is that is a wonderful gift because this is the one area that uh, I thought would be a bit of a challenge, you know, remembering, uh, yeah, teaspoon, tablespoon, so that you give as accurate a guide as possible. So tell me about I Love Heart Food Foundation because you're the co-founder of it. Yes, yes. So I Love Heart Food Foundation, the foundation um, I... Uh, I created with my partner, and uh, the goal is, you know, just to educate people about food and also to feed people, you know, people that are less privileged. So we go around, you know, doing what we can, basically. Mm, mm. Oh, I see. So this is the, the, the vehicle through which you do it. Yes. Yeah. No, food is 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 a right, and so um, th- this sounds like a wonderful initiative. Well, Babalalo, thank you so much. Thank you for giving us a sense of uh, what your experience was like using this particular platform. Have you printed it yet? Just out of curiosity. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> that will be great to see. Thank you. All right, thank you for having me. That's Babalola Davis, a chef who is a co-founder of I Love Heart Food Foundation, which helps to feed people who are less privileged. And um, he is a chef of Nigerian heritage, and um, he's been sharing some of the dishes that he simply had to compile into a recipe book. So what are your family recipes that are simply worth capturing and passing down? 11 so as a my late mum, who was born in uh, Dundee in Scotland, had this amazing recipe called Chocolate Horrors. Basically, it was just melted butter, porridge oats, oats, um, combined with cocoa powder, sugar, vanilla essence, and you, with milk, and you built all this lot down into a sludge and separated these little muffin-type cakes into these chocolate horrors. And (laughs) to this day, they are still amazing. Try it sometime. Cheers, Alistair. (laughs) 
I'm going to listen to that during the news so I can take it down. I don't think I got down all the agree ingredients, but it sounds simple enough. It sounds easy enough. Thank you for sharing that. I can almost taste it, actually. You can smell the aroma. Oh, yes, what I'm missing is the vanilla essence. So butter, oats, cocoa, uh, vanilla essence, and then you make them into uh, these little biscuits, of course, from the sounds of... Then you bake them, Alistair. Do you bake them? Let us know. Let's go back to... Uh, ja- well, go to Janet in Western Area on family recipes. Hello, Janet. Yes. Hi, Ms. Um, Ms. One of my grandmother used to make, uh, you remember the ginger beer that they used to make, and when they drink it, they say, oh, this ginger is making my head a little bit too, too. And now, every time I make this ginger beer, they say, just into ginger beer, they you. It's really like, and they say, well, give us the recipe, and I say, no, I can't give you this recipe. Why? Why? Oh, no, because they say they like the one that hasn't got the yeast. Now, the one that I make, I make it the way my grandmother used to make it, the yeast one. Yes. The yeast one is so nice because it make their, they're making them ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> because, Janet, the fermentation continues. I also make my ginger beer like that. This is the instant way of making it, but I love it when it's been brewed and it's got, as you say, it will make you ding dong. Like you're thinking, eh, why am I starting to buzz a little bit? <laughs> you must share That's those recipes. Yeah, when I put like now, when I make my, my ginger beer, I put like a raisin powder yes. in to make yes. it a little bit sweet. Uh-huh. I don't put in a lot of sugar. I just put, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of yeast in. But then it's still made that, you know, that fruit and pork and pork. You know, the pork, pork, and like a little bit of say pork. No, I'm saying I'm not making any raisin taste, Ali, but you know, the fruit in the and the raisin. Now, you know, with us, we are not supposed to put ginger yeast in our, you know, the drinks that we make. Mm-hmm. We are not allowed according to our Christian belief. But now, me, when I make it, I do you put add- it in because it's so nice. They love it. Yes, yes. Do you use fresh ginger by I'm just out of curiosity, Janet? Are you, I'm using the, the ginger. The fresh the, one. The, the powdered one. Oh, the powder one. And no, then, got you. But you yeah, add the yeast. The, yeah, and then you put in uh, the raisins the and the yeast. And mm-hmm. then you put in a cream of tartar. Mm-hmm. And then you put in a little bit of yeast. And then you put a handful of, 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 raisins. of raisins in. Yes. But you put all those things in when the, the, the you cook first the ginger, you mm. cook it, mm. and then you put the, yeah, you keep on putting like now the boiled water, and when it's cold, after it's cooled off, then you put all those ingredients mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And then you close it, it must, it must warm up. Yes. Yeah, when you, when you, when it boils, you see it's boiled, then you know it's fine. Then you know it's fine. Janet, it didn't take a lot to get that recipe out of you. Can you see? It didn't take a lot. You must have it. You must have it. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for.